Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for this King, this Savior, Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus the Lord. He told his people to watch therefore and be ready in light of the signs that we see all around us today. My name is Dove Schwartz. I'm here in northern Israel proclaiming King Jesus is coming and be ready by watching therefore. Now, uh, I have a special program that will help us to be ready. Did you know that the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God? For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We're going to learn a little bit about faith today. Oh, that our faith might be strengthened, that we might be even more pleasing to the Lord as we prepare for his soon coming. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you for the program today. Thank you for all of our listeners today. Bless us and help us to watch, therefore, and to be ready, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Bless the program today, Lord. Amen. Well, we look at Hebrews 11. It's a, it's a passage that maybe you've heard a zillion times. You know what? Um, there's something about preaching to the choir. The choir needs practice, too. Uh, it's important to be reminded of things. Much of the Bible is a reminder, but you may hear some things that you haven't heard quite the same way before. So I'm going to look at Hebrews 11, and I'm just going to go through a few verses. It's such a long chapter. I don't have time in this program to teach it, but there's something I think the Lord wants us to get at. So here we go. Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Huh? Well, it's, it's not really a difficult concept. It, it's, it's, it's pretty simple, really. Faith is the reality of the things that we believe in that we can't see. Uh, the things we hope for are the fulfillment of the promises of the Lord to us. Yes? That Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose again. So that, that we believe the reality of our life is because of our faith that Jesus is alive. Have you seen him resurrected? Well, well no. But, but you believe he's alive? I do. I believe he's alive enough to bank my life on it. I mean, I, I, I have, my life is changed because of my faith in the reality of the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes? That's the evidence of things I haven't seen. I, the evidence uh, is, is so clear to me that, that my faith is an expression of the reality of the resurrected Savior, Jesus. And that's why he says in verse 2, for by it, by what? Faith in Jesus. Faith here. By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. And then he speaks of their lives in Hebrews 11. It's often called the hall of faith. So let's look at verse 3, though, before he introduces some of these. He says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. I'll read it again. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Can I tell you something? Evolution, the, 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 the stupid theory of evolution, 
is one of the most damnable things that has ever happened to humanity. And for those who promote it, they will stand before God one day and, and be judged accordingly. Uh, it is so hellish and so evil and so wicked um, because it is an affront to the reality of the foundation of faith. Right? No, it says here, it's by faith that we understand that, that, that the worlds that creationed, creation was created by the Creator. And, and that is a fundamental understanding or expression that because of that, because we see creation and know that there was a creator, right, that that that, that helps us or is a foundation for our faith, right? Uh, if you believe that somehow evolution is true, you have a shipwrecked faith. You have a cracked faith you have a well no i have faith how dare you talk about my faith listen you can have faith in a vacuum cleaner but the object of your faith will not help you very much and if the god you have faith in is not our creator then you have a a, a wrecked faith you've got like that faith in a vacuum cleaner faith no the reality is just like the bible says directly and literally we our faith rests on the reality of that, the reality that those things that we see around us in creation were created by something we don't see, and that is the Word of God. The Word of God. You don't see His words, but you see the, the production, the fruit, the creation from His words. Yes, which is a foundation of our faith and we're just going to look at a couple people who also believe and by the way if that's what you've believed in the past you can repent i've had some wonderful people in like a bible study i think of one in one of our home bible studies and this person has a medical background and be and and really had kind of bought into evolution but we got to talking and teaching and looking at the word of god and this uh doctor person came to me later and said you know i really got something tonight i hadn't thought about this deeply and i i need to look into this more well if that's you the lord will meet you right where you are hallelujah so in verse four he says this by faith abel offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks you see we are to be a witness by our faith, through our faith, of the reality of the resurrected Savior Jesus, right? And so he says that the witness of Abel's life was an expression of Abel's faith of the reality of the true and living God, yes? So how did he express that faith? He offered He offered a more excellent sacrifice, right? Verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So if you look back to Genesis, I believe, 5, what you see is that Enoch walked with the Lord in such a way that was so faithful that the Lord brought him to heaven without death, without seeing death, brought him to heaven because he wanted him to be with him in heaven. That's how pleasing Enoch was before the Lord. So Abel offered 
Enoch walked, right? See, see that faith without works is dead. If we have this kind of faith that is pleasing to God, I'll read verse 6 again, it goes right into it here. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, it's about believing that he is. When, when the burning bush event took place and, and Moses was standing there and, and, and the Lord spoke from the bush burning with fire but not being consumed. By the way, that's what our lives are supposed to be. He, he, he said, when Moses asked the Lord, who do I tell Pharaoh has sent me? He said, tell him, I am has sent you. I am. He is. Right? And that's what it says here. That without faith it's impossible to please him. For those who come to God must believe that he is the I am. See, if you believe that he is, if you really believe that, it has deep implications for every part of your life. And so for every part of your life in your thinking, speaking, and living that has been touched by he is the I am, your life will reflect that in your thinking, speaking, and living. And that's called faith. And, the, and to the degree that you do that, you are pleasing to the true and living God. But to the degree that in our thinking and our speaking and living, we don't live godly, it's because in those areas of our heart, mind, and life, He isn't. He isn't. That is an expression of not having faith. And so now it becomes more understandable why faith is so important. Because our faith says to a lost and dying world around us, He is. And our lack of faith, our, our expressions of faithlessness, of selfishness, pride, and our own ways and disbelief, they express to a lost and dying world. He isn't. He isn't. And leaves them without hope. Yeah? Well, more of this in just a moment. We have to take a break real quick and talk about this wonderful ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers. I'm here in northern Israel. I'm so thankful to be rubbing shoulders with these special people. And, and now I am an Israeli believer, hallelujah, here in the land. And uh, wow, we're getting to do such great things here. I encourage you to go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. We truly are here for such a time as this in Israel. And as you help prayerfully and financially sponsor of the believers here in the land that we work with, you also help keep this program on the air. And also for those who want to donate directly to the program, you can listen to the contact information at the end of the program and do so. We also have our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles Israel tour coming up. Oh, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Hey, listen, there's not much time left to sign up for this thing. It's in October, but things have to be in with, if you don't want to have to pay a late fee, things have to be in by a certain time. The itinerary and all the details are on the website Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. Now, when we took a break just a moment ago, we talked about the significance of faith. And, and that as we have faith, what we express in our own hearts and minds and lives to ourselves and to those around us is, we express He is. He is the I Am. He is alive. Jesus is alive. We have a Father in Heaven. We have a Creator. That's what we say. But the, to the degree that we don't have faith, he isn't. And it's so important. Our faith. We have that which overcomes the world, the Bible says. 
our faith. Yeah. And so as we go just through some of the others in the hall of faith here uh, in verse seven of Hebrews 11, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. You see, by faith, Noah believed the warning of the Lord to destroy the earth, right? And he built a boat. He had godly fear. He had a fear of God. You see, the expressions, the false expressions of grace, even by well-known pastors today, uh, gosh, there might be even some in, in Houston, really well-known, really worldly, world-renowned, well-known. But if they're not preaching a fear of God, if they're not preaching a real fear of God, yes, then, then what they're doing is they're promoting something that is an authentic faith. Yeah, Noah, being divinely warned of the things not yet seen, the things that there had never been rain on the earth before, there had never been a flood like this before, nothing like this had ever happened, right? So he lived in a world that would say, oh yeah, whatever, nothing like that has ever happened, nor will it. But no, he had a fear of God. So he moved forward, and he built that boat, right? And it says here he condemned the rest of the world. What does that mean? They were going to perish. He was going to be... He was going to be with the Lord under his grace and protection. The rest of the world would perish. Folks, that's what it is when we proclaim Jesus. We proclaim Jesus did not come to condemn the world because the world is condemned already. But he came to save the world. And if you want to be saved, get in the boat. Jesus, the Lord, is the ark. By faith, Abraham obeyed. He obeyed when he was called out, called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So Abraham obeyed. Right? That was the expression. Noah built, Abraham obeyed. Sarah, with an old barren womb, conceived Isaac. How'd she do that? By faith. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she ju judged him faithful who had promised. Why do we have a program called Watch Therefore? Because Jesus is coming. Well, how do you know that? That's never happened before. He's, Jesus has never come to sit on the throne of David in Jerusalem. Yeah, but he's done everything else that he said he would do by this time. I, I have, I'm just crazy enough to believe he's going to do the rest of it. And, and that the signs are all around us that he told us about. Hello? Well, I believe it's going to be any time now, Right? And so anyhow, uh, after Sarah, we'll skip down a little bit and we'll go down to, well, let's go over to Moses. What did Moses do? Uh, well, it says here, by faith, in verse 23 and going onward, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. So his parents had godly faith because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. The king commanded to take all the baby boys and throw them in the Nile River, right? And then, uh, so verse 24 and onward, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. So he refused. Verse 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. He went to be with the Hebrew slaves instead of staying a prince in Egypt. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. So we see here by faith, uh, Moses chose, he esteemed, he forsook, 
Yeah, he kept, verse 28, by faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them, right? And, and, and so these are just, this is just a snapshot of all the faith walk that we see in Hebrews 11. We see that Abel offered, Enoch walked, Noah built, Abraham obeyed and went out, Sarah conceived, uh, Moses, he, he chose and he esteemed and he forsook and he kept, right? And then it goes on to talk about uh, many who had these great victories in battle, but then it talks of others in the Hebrew scriptures, I believe in the Old Testament times, who, who, who were killed for their faith in the coming Messiah. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. They they dwelled in in, in caves in goatskins and and, and uh, poorly dressed, right? It says they wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth, right? And pe- these are people who the Bible says who of the world was not worthy to have such special people, right? Destitute, afflicted, tormented, tempted, wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins of whom the world was not worthy. Yes? Why? Because of their faith in the true and living Creator, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But look at something here. It says in Hebrews eleven thirty nine and 40, speaking of these who have gone on before, all these having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise. You see, it was their witness and their testimony because of their faith that, that pleased the Lord here. But it says in verse 40, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. What does this mean? It means this. Their witness and their testimony and their faith is only as good as it being real from generation, the object of their faith, the true and living creator, the true and living God, who operated so powerfully through their faith, being real from generation to generation to generation, and down through the generations, in this new covenant Messiah Jesus, there have been people baptized in the Holy Spirit, doing signs and wonders and living faithfully for Messiah Jesus, and suffering and dying for Messiah Jesus, and living day to day faith walk in Messiah Jesus. And that's how their faith, that's how what they did is made perfect or it is perfected. Yes, that's how. And so here's the question. As we live in the greatest generation in the history of humanity, the signs of the times are all around us. The church, by and large, and especially in the West, is, is dead and, and, and asleep and lukewarm, has that horrible, horribly deadly disease called lukewarmness. And so here's the question in the midst of this very difficult generation that will usher in the coming of Messiah Jesus. What will you do? What do I mean? Well, um... Abel offered, Enoch walked, Noah built, Abraham obeyed, Sarah conceived, Moses chose and esteemed and forsook and kept, and others suffered and died for the gospel. 
What will we do? What will you do? What will it be said of you in the kingdom of God? Where will your name be placed? What did you do? What what expressions that he is will be the story of your life? I want to be one of those who helps to perfect what they did before. Because that's why we're here. God having provided something better for us. What? This new covenant faith in Messiah Jesus. That those who went on before, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. That's what I want to do. That should be the story of our lives. I will watch therefore. I will make myself ready. Why do I I say make myself ready? Because the Bible says that he who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. We are the bride waiting for the groom, making ourselves ready. What will it be said of you? What will it be said of me? I'm just going to read this real quick. Therefore, we also, Hebrews 12, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That is what we must do to do what they did. We must lay aside those things that are the cares of this life that keep us from walking in our faith walk, from expressing that he is, We need to lay that in the sins that so easily ensnare us down. And we need to run this race with endurance, looking unto Jesus. And I would add this, looking for Jesus, who's coming soon. Watching, therefore. Hallelujah. Pray with me, please. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, may it be said of our listeners, may it be said of us today, that we are those who will do this. We will choose we will walk we will offer we will esteem we will choose we will do what is necessary we will watch therefore we will be ready by your grace and mercy we will look to jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down next to you father we will we will do these things that are necessary to get ready for your coming lord jesus bless all of our listeners today that these proclamations will be a faith reality and that we will walk them out and then they will be history. Thank you, Father. In Messiah Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord, you have to get in the front door before you can go through the house in the kingdom of God. So Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried on the third day, rose again. If you'll repent, change your mind and turn from your sins and put your faith in Jesus and call out to him. He'll save you and forgive you and give you a new life. Now, I need to announce to you as we close the program that uh, Blessing Israeli Believers sponsor the program today. Go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com and join in. Get on the newsletter. You can do so by email. Also, we have our Israel tour coming up also at BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com. And until we get together next time, remember, watch therefore. Jesus is coming any moment. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported. 
and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.